Welcome to Blue Talks. I hope you enjoy this latest episode of the Blue Talks series, which features Candace McKim sharing a powerful message at Blue Talks U of A in Alberta. Welcome to Blue Talks. another one of our senses, the same as sight, touch, sound, smell, uh, what else did, did I miss? Uh, and we have intuition. And like all of our senses, they can be more developed or less developed. So our, uh, someone, uh, a musician can hear a, music, a piece of music and they can pick out all the notes in the music. They can pick out the instruments and all the different notes. I don't have that skill. A chef can smell the food and can taste the food and can pick out all the ingredients and all the different spices and then how to put the different foods together. Again, I don't have that talent. But I believe that like all of our senses, our intuition can be developed more and more as well. So going back to what does it cost us when we don't follow our intuitive guidance? It costs us a lot. It costs us in um, making um, Decisions, as my book is, as Rosalind said, my book is called Intuition is a Choice because sometimes we follow our intuition and sometimes we don't. And sometimes when we don't follow our, intu our intuition, we go, I knew that was going to happen, right? We knew that that was going to happen and then we didn't follow it. Um, it costs us time, um, years, months, days, years uh, by wasting time in situations that suck our soul. Right? Why does it seem like some people's lives are so easy and joyful and so many opportunities are coming to them, where other people, they seem to struggle. Some of us, we struggle and we, uh, we get into relationships and jobs and careers and situations that don't feed, that don't feed our soul. Right? Um, how many of you have heard of or talked to women and they're walking down the aisle and intuitively they know they shouldn't be getting married to this person? Right? Yet we follow it along, we follow through with it and then we waste so much of our time by not following that intuitive guidance. How many of us have anxiety on Sunday night, going, uh, thinking about having to go back to work on, on Monday and in a career or a job that isn't feeding their soul? So many of us um, have these experiences and they create harm in us. Um, so what is it costing us when we don't follow our intuition? We aren't able to make decisions, right? We call a friend. Right? We reach out to our friends, our sisters, our siblings, our children, our parents to help us make decisions. But when we follow our intuitive guidance, then we have the answers within us already. We all have the answers within us. But we are afraid of trusting that intuitive, intuitive guidance. Right? When, we, when, uh, when we decide to follow our intuition, we uh, might be telling somebody, and as the words are coming out of our mouth, we start to second-guess ourselves. We go into self-doubt. We're not sure. What if I'm wrong? Right? What if I'm wrong? What if I make a mistake? What if I see this as a failure or somebody else sees it as a failure? So this is what happens with us. 
and um, and we keep staying in these jobs, staying in relationships that aren't feeding our soul. So as I said, I believe intuition is a choice and that sometimes we follow our intuition and sometimes we don't. So this is a picture of me in India and um, my parents were self-employed parents of three teenagers. I was 16 years old and my mom and dad were self-employed. They were running a dry cleaning plant and laundromats and they were stressed. And so my mom was prescribed Valium. And she's like, I can't take Valium. Like, I can't take this and run these businesses and, and do this career. So she took our entire family to learn how to meditate. So at 13 years old, I started meditating. So I want us to go through a bit of a grounding here right now to bring us into the present, to bring us into our bodies. So let's just take a moment to sit up tall. Uncross your legs if your legs are crossed. Get your feet flat on the ground. And close your eyes. And take a breath. Take a nice deep, deep breath. Inhale through the nose. And exhale out through the mouth. And just allowing yourself to drop into your body. Imagining yourself hovering above your body. And as you take another deep, deep exhalation, imagining yourself that's hovering above your body, imagining yourself dropping into your body. And as you land in your body, connect to all the sensations that you feel in your body. Just taking a moment to, to really arrive arriving into your body, arriving into the space, arriving to whatever is here for you this morning, arriving to all the, the possibilities. And in this place, taking this opportunity to connect to your vision. Have you been following your intuitive guidance? that inner knowing that you have. Have you been following that? Or are you one of those people that are in a relationship that doesn't feel right? In a situation that you know you need to get out of? Are you in a career or a job that doesn't feed your soul, that creates anxiety and harm within you? So what is it that you would really like in your life? What is your message? How are you here to be of service? To put yourself out there and to show up in your most authentic, truest form. just taking another couple seconds to really sink into your vision. And then when you're ready, just slowly opening your eyes, raising your gaze.
So I believe so many of us have a bigger vision for ourselves and have and, and really wants to show up in the world in their most authentic way. So as women, how many of you here have felt like you're here for something more? Right, I've been helping thousands of women and talking to thousands of women over the last decade, and we all have this part of ourselves inside of us that knows that we're here for something more, that we're here for our greatness, and that we have been told lifetimes, we have been continuously told over and over and over again that the way things are should be good enough. And I'm all about gratitude. So I am, I, I am very grateful for my life and I am all about gratitude. But even in my gratitude, I just know that there's something more, right? And we have this feeling, this, this intuitive part, this inner soul part of us that knows that we're here for greatness, right? That we have a message, that we have some way, some part of us that is unique to ourselves, that, is, that, we, that wants to get out, that wants to be shared with the world. I believe our intuition is our soul speaking to us. And it's when we get quiet that we can hear our intuitive guidance. All right, so again, who is here for something more? Who here knows that they're here for something more? Yeah, we just know it, we have that feeling, right? And so as a woman, and as a, maybe you're a, an entrepreneur, maybe you're not, but what are the hats that you wear? As women, we, have, we try to do everything for everybody, right? We put ourselves out there and we give, we give, we give. So what are the hats that you wear? You're probably a daughter or a son, right? You might be a mother, a wife, a partner, a boss, an entrepreneur, an employer, an employee. So just taking this moment to, to connect to all the different hats that you wear. What are the hats that you wear? And did you, wear, did you take those hats on consciously and willingly? Right? Some of us haven't. Some of us didn't take on our hats willingly and consciously. Do you feel any resentment for your hats? Right? We take them on and we, and we keep giving to the world. We keep giving, giving, giving to our families, our communities. Um, all of the organizations that we're involved in, we give, 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 right? And so do we take them on consciously or did we, did we, do we feel a little resentment for some of the hats? And how sick and tired are you of playing small, of putting your dreams on the back burners, right? This is what we've been told as women, put your dream on the back burner, you give, you give, you give. Well, I'm still waiting for the, for the medal that you're supposed to get. Right? What are we supposed to get by giving, giving, giving and not looking after ourselves? So as women, we need to connect to our worth. Right? Here's an image of me doing a TED Talk. I know that I have a message that is um, important to get out there. And also, just like you, I have had accomplishments. Right? So we have to remind ourselves of our worth. We need to keep continually connecting to our value and knowing our value because we've had so many wins in our lives. We've had accomplishments. We've had wins that we need to reconnect with and go back to and remind ourselves. 
And so what are the repercussions that we have of not seeing your worth? Right? We play small. We don't put ourselves out there. We don't charge what we're worth. We get paid less than men. We get stuck in a life where we're yearning for something more and we know that there's something more out there, but then we get stuck and we think, okay, I guess I'm gonna just do this. This is gonna be good enough. And it doesn't mean that it ever stops, that we never, we don't always get to the next level, right? We don't always go to that next level at this time and then we get the messages and then we take the step, right? And we harm ourselves over and over again by comparing ourselves to others. So here I am on the, on the, I guess your left, doing a dancer pose. A perfectly res respectable dancer pose. I'm in my mid-50s, there I am, it's okay. Compared to this dancer pose, it's phenomenal. But does that mean I'm not going to ever do my dancer pose? Does that mean I'm not ever gonna put myself out there and be seen and um, am I going to keep put, uh, comparing myself to others and because they might be doing it better or in my eyes or they might, be, um, they might be doing it in a different way that I'm not going to put myself out there? No, it's important for us to continue to, to show up and just do the best that we can and to see the value that we have to offer. I have uh, had a client who became a yoga instructor and uh, she was taking her training and um, or finished her training and she started teaching. And the two teacher trainers, they both, they both talked a lot through the whole yoga classes, right? They talk a lot in their classes and that's how she perceived it. And she felt she needed to do that. But she was a very, very quiet person. And she kept saying to me, I need to change the way I teach. I need to, I need to talk more, I need to talk more. And then I switched it on her and I said, what a, what a gift it would be at 5.30 in the afternoon when you're finished work and you're going to a yoga class and there's silence, right? You don't have to change. You don't have to compare yourself to the other instructors. You don't have to do it their way. Do it the way you need to do it, right? And the more that we can put our messages out there and share our gifts with the world, all of our gifts are unique. And this is another thing is that we, we, um, we don't always value our gifts because they come so easy to us because we're so good at it, right? And so then we undervalue it. But I'm telling you, your gifts are unique to you and you are amazing at it. Other people are not as good at it, right? They don't have that same talent that you have. Um, another client messaged me and said, hey Candace, I need your support. I'm doing my largest keynote next week to 700 people. I'm sh shitting my pants, going through imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough, I can't do this. Why would people want to listen to me? Right, this is how we feel, we, we go into this. Who am I? Who am I to do this? Um, if you have time, can you please give me one piece of advice from your glorious intuition? I just need a little Candace wisdom. So as the good intuitive coach, I'm going to tell her, you got this, you can do this. I believe in you, you're gonna be amazing. That's not the advice I gave her. The advice I gave her is, it's not about you. I told her, it's not about you. It's about the people that are going to be listening to your message. And it's those people, how it's going to impact them and how they're going to take it into their world and it's going to spread out to the other people around them. And then I told her she's amazing, she's born to do this and all those cheerleading things as well. But when we get out, when we can get out of our own way, so this is a prime example. You hear coaches tell you that all the time. You need to get out of your own way. You need to get out of your own way. But this is what I'm talking about, is that we think it's about us. It's not about us. 
It's about all the people that, that need your support, that need to hear what you need to say. So in which roles, which of those hats do you really shine? Right, we talked about which are the ones that you resent. Which ones do you really, really shine in? And how can you really expand that more? How can you bring that out? How can you uh, grow that part of you? Here I am on my book launch. Again, connecting to those experiences that, that were wins, that remind me that I can keep doing this, that I will, I will hit this ceiling and then I will move to the next, and then to the next, and then to the next. So my background is I have a background in social work, and then I became a yoga therapist and a chakra therapist. Then I ran a studio for 17 years, and it was very successful. I was uh, teaching and te doing seeing clients and teaching workshops. So, um, and I really spent about a decade marrying together talk therapy with body, mind, spirit, right into a form of intuitive coaching. And so it was, um, it was around 2010, and I was doing some training. I was, I was working on, on this, and um, at that training, I got the really clear intuitive hit that I, I needed to work with women who had been violated. It was very clear, and so I came home, and bam, it fell on my lap, and it started showing up with my clientele. And clientele, I was invited to an event. I was asked to do back-to-back -back sessions at the event, which I did, and every single person there had been, uh, had been violated. It showed up in a really, really real way. And so after six months of that, I was sitting on the deck with my husband, and uh, I, I was telling about this experience. And he said to me, he said, is that what you want? Is that what you want to do? And remember, I had been a social worker and I got burnt out as a social worker, right? And that's when I went into running a yoga studio and having a yoga studio. And so I, I, I looked at him and I thought, no, that isn't what I want to do right now. That is not, that isn't where I want to put my energy. Because our intuition is a choice and we can sometimes consciously decide that this isn't where we wanted, what we want to do. And so from that moment on, I stopped it energetically and it stopped showing up in my clientele. Well, fast forward uh, forward two and a half or two years later, I was, uh, I got an email from the same organization that I had uh, got the intuitive hit of the population I was to work with. And it was um, inviting me to be part of a global SAVA challenge. Global, meaning a country. SAVA, meaning to be of service. And challenge was, I was asked, to participate in raising $20,000 for victims of sex trafficking in India. I knew instantly I needed to do this. It was an intuitive hit, I knew I needed to do it immediately. That was my first thought. My second thought was, who am I to do this? Who am I? I'm not a fundraiser, I've never done anything like this in my entire life. Uh, you know, what if I'm not good enough? What if I, what if I don't succeed? And then uh, a couple days later, I was sitting on the hockey bench Yes, I'm the hockey mom. And I was sitting on the hockey bench and I looked to a friend and I said, you know, I just don't want to be on my deathbed and wish that I had at least tried to raise that $20,000 for victims of sex trafficking in India. And so that was all I needed to hear. And so I signed up immediately and stepped into it. Nine months later, the $20,000 was raised and as a result, I was going to be going to India. So I was, I was uh, getting ready to go to India. Another clear intuitive hit, sell your studio. Let your studio go. Okay, I, I took a breath and I decided I was gonna sell my studio. Everybody thought I was crazy. My husband said, what are you doing? You're only going to India for five weeks. What are you going to do? You love teaching yoga. You love teaching workshops. And you have a place to see clients. 
why are you selling your studio? I don't know, I'm just not doing it anymore. Two days before I left to go to India, I handed over my keys to my studio. And I went to, to India. And I saw horrors that I would never want to see again, or I would see them again, but I wouldn't want um, horrors that I never expected. And I was a social worker, so I had seen a lot. And I um, came back and I, I, I shifted between anger, so much anger, and hopelessness, right? And I'm very positive. I don't go into hopelessness very often, right? I like my rose-colored glasses, thank you very much. Um, and so I kept shifting. And so I would give myself a timeline, okay? Every day you get half an hour to be pissed off and be angry, and you get half an hour to cry and feel like things are hopeless. And then you need to pick things up. And so I did that for months. And, but what it did is it opened up time and space for me to write my book, to create a deck of oracle cards, and to start getting my word out there in a bigger way than in the studio, right? And so, so we move through these, these challenges and we move through these, um, our intuitive, intuitive hits, not with ease and grace as much as I would like it to be. Our ego keeps us in ease. Right? Our ego wants to keep us safe and protected and doing the same thing all the time. It's our soul, it's our intuition that wants us to soar and to really get out there and to put ourselves out there. So I am telling you that you are enough, that you are enough to do whatever it is that comes into your, into your um, mailbox, your emails, or into your vision, or into your inspiration, your, your third eye of ideas and, and that, you want, that you want to take inspired action on, that you are enough. And so, again, what is it costing you by not following your intuition? How much do we leave on the table, right? You hear this, how much money did you leave on the table by not following your intuitive guidance, right? And how do we measure wealth? Well, I measure wealth by money, that's part of it, and opportunities, experiences, relationships, all of that, but it is, Part of our, our world is ran by money, right? Money is energy, right? Or I like to, um, we hear this often that money is energy, but what really connected with me when money is currency, because when I think of that, when I think of somebody plugging in to my experiences, my wisdom, my uh, intuition, that is worth a lot. And we all have a money story. We have those limiting beliefs. And what do we go through? What do we, um, you know, have to work hard for money? All those limiting beliefs that don't serve us. But what if we can take those limiting beliefs and make them and put an and? I'm a good person and a wealthy person. I'm a rich person and I have healthy relationships. I'm a generous person and a wealthy person. I'm a happy person and a wealthy person. I can be rich, successful, and so can my friends and family, and so can you, right? There isn't any, any limitations, right? We all can have it, and it's never too late, right? We have those limiting beliefs that it's never too late, right? How easy would it have been for me to stay in my yoga studio and continue to do that day in and day out when intuitively I knew there was something more? And then when we get to that next level, we get to that next spot, then there's something more. There's something else that inspires us to keep moving forward and keep changing and growing and expanding. But because I have that background in yoga and meditation and in chakra therapy and wellness, we have to, we, in wellness, that we cannot do this work unless we look after ourselves. 
that looking after ourselves is key to it, to, to our well-being and to really showing up as entrepreneurs and kick-ass women and putting ourselves out there. So for me, meditation is my non-negotiable. It's one thing I do every single day. As you know, I've been doing it since I was 13 years old. It's the one thing I do every day. But there's other ways that you can stay connected to your wellness so that we, so we don't burn ourselves out. We've been, we've been gaslighted as women that you're supposed to give, 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 give until you burn out. And we're not, let's say no to burnout. There's no more burnout allowed. Let's say no to burnout right now, right? We need to just keep putting ourselves at the top of our priority list so that we have the sustainability, so that we have the stamina and the, the health that we, so we can keep moving forward. So exercise, another important part of our daily lives, because we need to move that energy out of our body. We need to move any negative beliefs out of our body. Or if we're doing intuitive coaching, we need to re, you know, release our clients' energy from us. Um, breaths, taking a deep breath. <sighs> Relaxes our central nervous system. We can do it standing in the grocery store lineup, because you're six feet apart now anyway. You can do it when you're in traffic. You can take that deep breath, and it relaxes our central nervous system immediately. Diet. I've been a vegetarian since I was 16. My daughter's a vegan, so we're moving a little bit more towards vegan. Um, but eating lightly so that we can ascend and we can feel light and, and, and keep doing our work. Rest, this is my biggest challenge. Um, adding an extra half hour of sleep so that we feel re, re, uh, rejuvenated the next day so we can really be, perform and we, don't, we can handle our emotions and deal with our emotions. Um, affirmations, we've been talking about them this morning. I love and accept myself. Making money is fun. That's one that came up on the weekend. Making money is fun. And support through coaching and group and groups. I have always had a coach. It's what keeps me motivated, keeps me going and moving into, into my purpose and into my future. So again, what is it costing you to not follow your intuition? What is it costing you in, in your worthiness? Right? What is it costing you in your wealth? And what is it costing you in your wellness? And I, as I've been saying right from the beginning, our intuition is our soul speaking to us. So your, your messages that you're getting, your intuitive hits that you are getting are going to be different than anybody else's. And it's just how do you trust that guidance that you're getting and staying strong and true when you're talking to people who are saying to you, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? It's like, I don't know. I just need to do it. I just need to follow that intuitive guidance. Right? And now it's a bit of a gauge for me. When people question what I'm doing, I'm like, okay, good, I'm following my intuitive guidance now. Right? It's that, that, that way of, of validating that I am, I am doing it. So when we follow our, intuitive, our intuition, it impacts not only you, but it impacts your household, it impacts your community, and ultimately it's going to impact the entire world. Can you imagine a world, living in a world, where we were all following our intuitive guidance, when we were all doing, this is what I feel I need to do for me, instead of going into, this is the responsibilities that I'm supposed to be doing, this is what culture dictates what I'm supposed to be doing. Can you imagine a world where we're all following our intuitive guidance and really showing up in our fully authentic uh, personalities and sharing our, our messages with the world? Just take a moment and see and think about that. 
because we need to do it. We need to do it, you guys. It's, it's imperative that we start to do this. It's the divine feminine rising, and we need to bring in that creative divine feminine energy into everything that we do so that we can make that impact, attract the wealth, and live fully in our authentic self. You can learn more about Bluetox at bluetox.com and you can learn more about Candace McKim at candacemckim.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.